Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Big Gibbon Show. My name is Dar Gibbs and today's episode I'm joined by the one and only former ginger brother from another mother, Aaron O'Neill. If you're wondering, Aaron, I class him as ginger, he's not really ginger but he shaved his hair off and also distraught even though his beard is the thing that is ginger about him so I shouldn't really be distraught about it but I am and I'm going to overreact because that's what people do with society and I'm part of society I think but in today's episode folks me and Aaron had an in-depth deep conversation about living with purpose masculinity how to be a strong man how to, how to transition from a boy to a man values training so many things that's going to make you a better human being so like always folks in three hang on no wait you're gonna love this you're gonna love this episode i mean with all your love and joy and your heartfelt emotions that didn't really make any sense but let's rock and roll in three two and one radio folks welcome back to the big giving show today i am joined by aaron o'neill aaron what's happening sir all good all good uh, my first question, Aaron, right? Now you're, yeah, I'm going to throw, throw, throw a curveball here. What happened to the ginger hair? I, I, um, as, a, as a fellow ginger, I was highly, highly upset about it. Still got the ginger beard, though, so <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. My hair's not that ginger in the top. I think you just like No, it is. It, it is. It like. <laughs> <laughs> you just like to think that. You know, you like to, I'm not the only ginger around here. So, no, nah, it's just a... Uh, the, the top bit, you know, the kind of crown was like, I wasn't bald and was starting to thin a bit. And then ah. I was like, I don't want to be one of them dudes who tries to like hide it. And I'm like, I just I just shaved it all off. Yeah, so. I, I like that though. I like that. You like, I, you're embracing it. I actually it. like it. It's way handier. I don't have to do my hair in the morning or anything. Yeah. Where, and I wear hats all the time anyway. So it was a win-win. So. Happy days, happy days. No, that was just for question. Because I remember when I seen it on... Um, Instagram and Facebook, I was like, oh, fuck's sake, I can't, I can't, I can't say it anymore. Uh, well, the beard's not going anywhere, I'll be yeah, keeping yeah. the beard for life, so don't worry about that. Uh, happy days. But um, folks, just a bit of background, Aaron was actually the first guest on the podcast, and this is what, six, nine months later, I think? Yeah. There, there, yeah. there thereabouts. Um, I think this is episode 22, I believe. Yeah, 22 this is. And Aaron was number one. Aaron was a coach of mine for, geez, a year and a half, was it? Yeah, maybe 18 and, months. Yeah, yeah about that. And then um, was helping me with my kind of content and business for a couple of months post that as well. So obviously myself and Aaron know ourselves very well. And in terms of the fitness industry, Aaron is super knowledgeable. I would put Aaron like in the, the top people I would go to for um, information in terms of content, definitely 100%. But we're not, well, it might delve into a bit of fitness, but basically what I want to get Aaron on was talking about like, how or why men lack purpose, how to like, you know, embrace masculinity, become a strong version of yourself and a better version of yourself. And we're going to kind of discuss then how does somebody go from being a boy to a man? Because for me personally, this year, I've transitioned from being a boy into a man for myself personally in terms of my values and how I look at life now. And I kind of noticed that with Aaron a couple of years ago as well. So that's why I got him on the podcast to discuss it. So, since we're past the ginger part, break the ice. <laughs> um, why do you, like, why do you feel men in general, or boys, I suppose, um, lack purpose in modern society? It's a damn good question. Um, I think, I think, well, there's obviously a lot of reasons to it. And in no way am I a clinical psychologist or a 
um, counsel or anything towards those. I'm not Jordan Peterson, you know, but um, they lack purpose. I find it's too easy now, society. It's too easy to play the victim, to kind of go down that route with it. And then kind of, I can't even, it's very hard to actually articulate the words. They almost let them, it's very easy to let yourself off the hook now. With mm. Social media is a big part of, you know, your phone is an extension of yourself now as well. So it's very easy to portray that you have X, Y, Z life, lifestyle, that you're getting hashtag getting shit done, hashtag hustling, where in fact you're not. And if you can portray it in a way, it gives you then you can let yourself off the hook and actually really not end up doing it. You know, you're not actually doing what you're saying you're doing. Mm. That's probably a, a small part of it too. I think just some people they don't know what their purpose is and they they think they have to kind of fall in line or they, you know, they they're afraid. And then cancel culture is probably a part of it too, afraid to stand out, afraid to actually speak their mind. And I think it's a big thing with men now. It's like um, I find this whole feminist movement now almost anti-men. It's not even pro-women anymore. It's like, it's yeah. very weird. And it's like, I kind of step away from it. I don't really, yeah, like I'm all for equality. You know, I don't care what gender you are, what your orientation is, what your mm. race, religion, I don't care. Do your thing as long as you're not harming anyone else. But I find that whole, some of the movement of that now is very kind of anti-men. And I cannot stand the phrase toxic masculinity. There's nothing toxic about masculinity. Mm. I find demasculinity, like demasculining a, a man is toxic. And I don't mean men can't be feminine in a way or in touch with their feelings or I'm not on about that. I mean like, you know, the role of a man in society is, so I have your eight Ps, but the three main ones is to protect, to preserve and to prosper. Mm. So protect yourself first, learn how to protect yourself. I'm not talking really about hand-to-hand -hand combat, but I'm in terms like, you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, financially. Because if you can't do that for yourself, you can't do it for anyone else. Yeah, and yeah. then you protect your dependents, all right? So husband, wife, dog, kids, okay? And then you have, so I said protect, you want to also preserve. So you want to be able to preserve all that and then prosper as well. So mm. move forward in life. Have something to project yourself towards. You know, have goals, purpose. It's another one. So... That's why I, and, and that's like, you know, you can go back tens of thousands of years and that's what the man, there's a role of the man where now it's kind of switching a bit. And then I think men get a little bit lost. What am I meant to do if I'm not meant to, you know, if I'm not out, you know, not, not that we're out hunting or anything now, but like not that I'm not out like, you know, being the breadwinner or not, you know, I think some men get a little bit lost now. Like, what am I meant to do now? Yeah, biologically, you know? like, we're, like we're, we're programmed that way now. Now, in modern society, is kind of like reprogram reprogramming. I think, yeah, like I think I was listening to it's Jordan Peterson. I obviously don't know the actual scientific paper he was uh, referencing, but um, he's basically saying like you know the way like obviously roles are changed where uh, which is great for obviously women they're out working and absolutely getting after yeah stuff. that's great yeah but you know like say a woman who is just career driven and not family driven. When they get to like the age of 45 and like, you know, they can't have babies, um, you know, they're not technically on the marketplace in terms of looking for a man and a woman, they're not desirable anymore. Mm -hmm. They're like the loneliest people in life then. Yeah. Crazy cat woman type demographic. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's what society is pushing women towards now 
And then like they're saying, and then it's the opposite of men, like, like where like men have always been historically, they're providers. And I think as well, like majority women want a man who's like that, a strong provider, protector yeah. for them. But there's fuck all of them now because of how society is like changing women. You should be more masculine and men should be more of in a feminine role. Which well, is I think, bit- I think there's like the vast majority of men are that, but I think where it gets lost in translation on social media with mm. mo- certain movements is they're on about when they're talking about, you know, the patriarchy or they're talking about, uh, equality or uh, oppression they're talking about like the elite not point not not one percent of men at the top of the food chain yeah you take your average man working the roads i i drove here it took me an hour and a half to drive here and the the road from here to cookstown mm. all road works you don't see one woman working on the road yeah at six in the morning it's that's who i'm talking about when i'm on about men with purpose i'm not talking about the fat cat you know, multi-millionaire. I'm not mm. on about those dudes. I'm on about the man who does 40 to 100 hours a week work, you know, work doing the jobs that no one else wants to do. I'm on about those dudes who have a purpose, who want to protect, and want to provide, and want to prosper for themselves and for their family. And then they're told that what they're doing is toxic. I'm like, how in the utter fuck? Yeah. What is he meant to think then? What it, Like, what's mm. he meant to do from there? What Do you understand? So that's where... It's get it gets lost on me where yeah, I'm like I, I, I get you now yeah I get you. That's now. what I mean. So I'm that's when I'm talking to men. That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking mm. to men like us. Like we're not you know we're not Patrick Bad David mm. or Joe Rogan. Do you know what I mean? Like you know we're just working class men. You know trying to just make our way, find our purpose, and everyone's just you know figuring their way through life as such. And mm. to be told it's literally in your DNA, it's in your genetic code mm. as a man to be. You know, as a man, you're more aggressive, you're more disagreeable, you know, you're more likely to, you know, be in a confrontation. You're more, you know, there's a reason for that. It's literally in your genetic code to be like that for the most part. You know, if you take like a large number of men, most of them will be like that. Yeah. All right. So for them to be told that that's wrong, they're going to grow up confused. They're going to be like, you know, they're going to feel guilt. You should feel guilty for being a man now. Yeah, it's weird. Whereas it's complete BS. Mm. It's not true. You know, you 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 go out like let's say let's like give a like a, an example. If you're if you're in the dating pool, um, most women won't go for the nice guy for the you know the I don't want to use the word but like the weakling the you know the mm. the timid guy they won't because I used to be the timid guy. Yeah, I've been that dude. I've bullied when I was young. I get it. Girls don't want that. Girls want the strong man, the you know, the independent man, the the athletic, the man. Like that they, that's what they want. That uh, Jason Momoa stereotype. Mm. All these women talking about they love dad bods, but then the <laughs> yeah, they love dad bods until you get in an argument and they call you a fat shit. Yeah, yeah. And then they're you know they're drooling over Jason Momoa. It's like do the math. You know, it's I'm not saying you have to walk around looking like that or anything, but I'm I'm just t- saying in general like. You know, uh, the evolution doesn't, you know, nature doesn't lie as such, you know, what kind of yeah. what women want to find in a man and what men want to find in a woman. Men don't want a, bo- a boss-ass bitch. No, <laughs> far from it, like. <laughs> if I hear the words boss-ass bitch, I'm yeah. like, nope, block, mm. unfollow, whatever, get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Do your thing, whatever, but no, go away. Right, mm. so, you know, 
men want a woman who is there to not it's not like to one up each other this no is, no so you, you know it's, it's like partnership. work together you know so the man provides and so does the woman now right that's cool but there's going to come a point where you know between what late 20s to late 30s is going to be a point where there's going to be have to a decision being made where when kids come in that are marriage mm. you know and the boss ass bitches in inverted commas end up the crazy cat women when they're older yeah with no kids and they wonder oh what did i do wrong i'm like well you know all those men you shit on for years like called them because they weren't making six figures a year weren't doing xyz like they were they were the right men to go for because mm. they're hard working and they're honest on their principles and their purpose in the right place the dudes you went for are fuck boys mm. who go for um boss ass bitches who never want to be in a relationship with you. And then mm. they're like, then they're shitting on all men, all men are the same. I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah, man. <laughs> like when I hear a man or like you hear, you hear men or a man say, just women are crazy. Or you hear women saying like, oh, all men are dicks. Because no, it's just your, it's just your, um, it's the people you've been surrounded with yeah. because of who you yeah. are. It's your decisions. They're in like an echo chamber. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a confirmation, so boys. It's like, all men are the same. I'll give you an example. You go on Facebook and you'll see it. All men are the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I laugh when I see it, right? PM me, hun, and all, right? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. They're like, all men are the same. And then I'm like, right, give me three reasons why a man should be invested in you. Mm. Now, I'm not going to go write that in their comments, on their status. Like, but I mean, if they're saying all men are the same, or I'm like, no, the men that you attract are the same. Mm. The men that you want, the men of value that are out, you know, hard working, doing their thing, they're not interested in you. You have to give them a reason to be interested in you. Just because you have, uh, you know, a thick ass, big breasts, lip fillers, and you're a boss ass bitch, that's no, like, that's not good enough reason for a man to be invested in you at all. Mm. You know, that's skin deep. That means nothing in the lot. You go date a girl like that and come back to me in three months and tell me how it went. Be a fucking nightmare. Mm. All right, man. It's like the crazy hot skill. You know the. the <laughs> yeah, see yeah, that yeah. graph. <laughs> you know. By the way, anyone listening to this, you got to take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt and with a bit of humor, because um, mm. that's how I portray it. But and the same could be said for men. Mm. So like fuck boys, you know, like these these guys going out just to, to bang as many women as they they can. I'm like, that's not cool to do either. That's no. actually a really 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 great way to ruin your self-esteem and your confidence. Yeah, big time. It devalues man. yourself. Yeah. You know, um, it's a terrible thing to do for yourself uh, and to other women, of course, like, you know, quality over quantity as such. Mm. So um, just to make that clear, I'm not, it works both ways. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that your values, that your, your behaviors align with your expectations of yourself and your expectations of yourself align with your values and your values align with your purpose. Mm. And then you find the fulfillment. It's kind of like a hierarchy, isn't it? So you kind of reverse engineer it. So what's my, what do I, what do I find that's very fulfilling? All right, well, what's my purpose? What do I want to do in life? Who do I want to help? What do I, what, what mark do I want to leave? Whatever that may be. All right. And then once you have your purpose, habits, you know, kind of work your way down. Mm. You know, purpose, values, habits, expectations, behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And like for both men and women, I think just online can be totally confusing. Now, like I just, my Instagram, I don't even go on Facebook, but 
my Instagram is just solely like just like educational. So like I'm never exposed to it. So I don't yeah. actually know what the confusion is for me personally because I've never been exposed to it. Yeah. So say for a man or a woman, basically, because I know women are being exposed to saying just work for fuck men, basically, in a sense. And men are then being confused about, oh, I'm doing this and this is a bad thing. I'm trying to, you know, live a life of purpose and earn money, be a provider, protect and so on. How does somebody get out of that bubble of well, confusion? Um, well, again, I think it could just comes down to their values and what they want. But also, like, you know, it's on, if you're seeing it on social media, it's like, mm. you know, let's go in the social media hole here for a second. Like, who are you following? Mm. Who are you listening to? You know, it's like that, that, that matters too. So if like, you know, if you're a guy, because I can only speak from a man's point of view, if you're a guy and you're following all these OnlyFans girls on Instagram, oh, you're going to have fucking issues. Like big time. You're going to have like, sex is going to be shit for you. Number one, because it's going to be totally unrealistic. Like if it's guys who are like maybe addicted to porn and stuff like that, like they, they probably have a shit sex life, you know, like how depressing is that going to be when you're watching like all this porn, you're seeing all these OnlyFans girls and you're devaluing yourself doing that number one and you're devaluing the, devaluing the woman doing that too I find as well and I'm just like well when you, when you go find a real relationship and you realise that not every woman's body 99.99% of women's yeah, bodies aren't like that 99% mm. of the time alright so like your expectations don't match with your reality and then you're like what the fuck aye and then like duh do the math you dumb bastard I'm like mm. get off stop following those people get like curate your social media following, watch the conversations you're having with people. If you're hanging around with guys who, you know, are quite misogynist and they're, you know, fuck bitches, get money, all this talk and they're, you know, going out at the weekend and they're, you know, they're just one night stands and they're doing this. Mm. And like, okay, play the field when you're in your 20s and you, but don't do it in a, a respectable way or whatever, yeah. you'll find someone. But like, do the math, you know, you, like you are, you know, you know the saying, like, you know, the average of the five people you associate yourself with the most, but, that's true in real life, but that's true in social media, who you see in social media, what you listen to, you know, you got to be quite careful with that because that will, you know, we're very, like our brains are very malleable and very easy to like. Oh, we're so change. impressionable. Yeah, yeah, well, so yeah, impressionable is the word. So you got to be, uh, you got to be careful with that. So yeah, it just, it just does boil down the values. Mm. You got to figure that out, like, you know. How does a man, well, a woman as well, I suppose, but how does somebody, um, I suppose men, because like, obviously I don't think we can give a, a woman's point of view of how to find values in a sense. Women have to pick. Yeah. Women control it. Like, yeah. you, And that's a good thing. I mm. think that's the way it should be. You know, women control who uh, they sleep with or who they, mm. you know, and that's the way it should be. But the women pick 80% of them, 20% of the men get 80% of the women though. That's the yeah. thing. And like, like that's so. actually, man, do you know what I heard there not so long ago? It's one in three men haven't had sex in over a year. Like I think it's it's and it's a it's definitely it's one in three. So like one one of every three men have not had sex in over a year, and I think it's like one in four or five of men like are actually virgins and stuff. Yeah. So like it's my, like the second one now. I'm not sure. I'm not hundred hundred percent sure on that. And um, the first one's like one in three men have not had sex in a year. Like. You know, so like they're like, you know, like, so it's just showing like a fucking a third of men having had sex in a year, like low, well, I presume that's the, it's the Western world, I don't know about the yeah, Western world. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when I heard that and I was on, a, I was listening on a podcast, like, and the podcast is like, um, they always like kind of have good debates about like, kind of like, 
sensitive topics about men and mm-hmm. women, but it's always research backed, research backed mm-hmm. for everything. Like, and they're just on about that, like, and then they're saying like all men's dicks or all men are dicks, but then they're showing then actually about one in three men actually having a sex. Like that's how like you know, yeah, ma- majority of the men or sorry, twenty percent of men are you saying they're getting the majority of the women. So that's yeah. why women have a a poor concept um, conception of what a real man is like in yeah. in terms of ge- ge- generally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give the guy a chance first of all. You know, be picky. First of all, actually. Oh, yeah, I have to. I have but to. To, women have to realize that men are fucking terrified to talk. <laughs> to, like, really. And it's even worse now because it's not really done in person anymore. You know, well, I say anymore. I'm a 90s kid. You know, it's like, um, I, I'm assuming that, you know, parent, parents, my our parents didn't have Facebook or social media. It was like, meet them at the club or a coffee shop or a bar or whatever, Ireland bar, right? But <clears throat> like, now it's all Instagram or tinder or whatever it is now you know bumble is is i think bumble's a thing so like i don't be on them but well apart from the fake fucking profiles oh i've seen that a while ago (laughs) bastards like there's like one every few months of a fake one of me so if you get me on tinder it's not me just for the shout out um but yeah like the problem that they have now is like if they even shoot their shot on instagram it gets screenshotted and then they get humiliated at times or it ends up in a group chat or Mm. you know so they, they stop trying the guys mm-hmm. are like, fuck this. I'm happier just watching porn, knocking myself off every every night before I go to bed. And then they stop trying to pursue women. And then they turn like the term incel. That's what they kind of, you know, turn into. And um, it sucks for them because that just, that doesn't stop there. It stems into every other part of their life. Yeah, they start getting time. antisocial with work. They start getting, maybe they stop going to the gym. Because then they don't see the point. They're like, why would I get in shape? Why would I do all this if I have access to this at home? And there's this going to be a big problem in, I don't know, 10, 20 years time with VR and how realistic it's going to be. Mm. Where people will literally be plugging themselves into the matrix as such. Yeah, literally. They'll have, to, they'll have like, you know, they'll be on IV calories and vitamins and mm. everything just to stay in that. Because yeah. that world is better than the real life for them. So they escape into like a form of escapism. That's going to be in... 20 years time maybe I don't know but look how quickly technology advances so it could be 20, 20 I don't know what it's going to look like in 20, 25 years it's going to be mental mm. so yeah like just to veer off on that, that that's what I find and it, like it does you know it starts with the porn or the swiping right and they do it for a quick dopamine dopamine hit or they put up a a post and it gets a few likes from but they never meet these people yeah it's behind screens they never socialize <laughs> They stop training because they don't see the point. If they're not been out in person, I can just fake this in social media. And then it starts to spiral. And then people wonder why it's obviously not the sole reason, clearly. So don't assume that when I'm talking about this, but why they're like feeling depressed, feeling mm. down. Do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, and I think this done, like lockdown accelerated that. Oh man, Jeez. so big time. And um, people have like serious problems now because of it. And it sucks, but. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know where I was going with that, but you can kind of get the idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I want to go back to a point you made because, um, like you said earlier on, obviously you were that timid guy and obviously I, I can relate, I, I can hundred percent relate to that. And a lot, like the men we're talking about, like the one in three who have not had sex in a year, the men who are afraid to talk to women and just men in general and stuff like that, like, like regardless if you are considered a timid man or a strong man and stuff like that, everyone, yeah. everyone can benefit from this. How did you go from being a timid man to the man you are now? Right. Well, it's a confidence thing, but 
confidence, you're not born with confidence. Confidence is a skill. Yeah, big time. And the only way you develop a skill is if you work on it. Now, I didn't go out. I didn't like consciously think I need to get more confident. What I done is, so I, I was like bullied when I was younger for being small and everything else, right? I was always known as we aren't, all right? Um, not called that anymore, thankfully. But, you know, I was always <laughs> the short guy. I was always the underdog, all right? So I kind of started uh, like boxing and kickboxing at the time. And, uh, you know, that helped keep me out of trouble, number one, keep me away from drugs and stuff and alcohol for the most part when I was younger. Obviously, I had the odd drink, but nothing, you know, I was not in trouble with police and stuff. I wasn't fucking around. But I was always a small guy. And then I kind of started lifting weights when I was 14-ish, but didn't really get into like, because I was fighting at the time, I had to kind of keep a weight cap. I, I didn't really get into the bodybuilding side of things until I was like 20. Mm. And this is the thing with the confidence. It's not the, the physique that I developed over, the, over time. That's not confidence. That's not what gave me confidence. It's how I felt when I worked out. And then I kind of like, you know, at the time I started personal training at that point when I was about 20. So quite a young age, you know, that's 11 years ago, mm. you know, nearly 12 years ago. So, you know, I took that same principle and I was like, holy shit, if I like work out, I feel good. If I put myself through that stress, all right, I'm going to do that with work. I'm going to do it with this, going to do it with that. And over time I started to, you know, gain more confidence it wasn't like an instant thing it was like a well it was like a 10 year thing really because i only really kind of not discovered myself don't use that word like but you know kind of like something kind of clicked to me maybe when i hit 30 mm. i don't know if that happens to everyone when they hit 30 but you know i kind of left my 20s behind where i kind of grew up a bit and didn't want to be the oldest dude at the parties you know i can't you know i, I yeah. don't want to be that dude that's a good rule to have in life never be the oldest person at the party yeah, yeah. if you're like the oldest that. person at the party either you got to you know, get your shit together. So, yeah. So that's how I was able to like get confident. It was just working on myself. It wasn't just lifting weights and looking good. Looking good was a byproduct of, of all the work. Yeah, because bodybuilding is just an adaptation to stress. Reading, you know, working. That's all just an adaptation to your environment. As you take in knowledge, as you have life experiences. As so, what I kind of figured out was, fuck it. Right, I'm gonna go. Ask this girl out. The worst she can say is no. At the time, that is the worst thing she could say because Facebook and Instagram wasn't really a massive thing back then. And yeah, like, and I'm not like a, I didn't like play the field crazy. You know, I wasn't that guy. Like, so that's what I done. I just was like, the worst thing they can say is no, fuck it. And went for it and then mm. worked out good. Like, so, um, yeah, but like back on that, conf like the confidence, it's just a skill you develop over time. And if you stop working on it, you lose it. Yeah. So, you know, you develop confidence when you make progress with things. This is the thing. This is why, like, people, when they start the gym, feel amazing after a few weeks. Yeah. Because they know that it's improving <clears throat> themselves. It's why if, like, you start reading, once you read one book, it feels so good finishing a book. Oh, big time. It sucks to start a book. Like, I, I am a terrible reader, but I force myself to do it. And I love doing it. But it's like, make myself doing it is tough i love training but most of the time honestly i'd say 80 percent of the time i don't want to do it i have a cold shower every morning i don't want to do it but i force myself to do it it's just discipline 
But also what spreads out of discipline is confidence. It's just these things kind of work in synergy. It's just taking action. And then you kind of figure it out as you go. There's no like set concrete plan. It's like, oh, let's go this way. Oh, this doesn't, oh no, I don't like the way this is going. Let's try this direction instead. Oh, I like how this feels. Let's, you know, so let's go this way. Let's, you know, so let's just trial and error. Mm. There's no, there's no like blueprint to it really. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Like, mm-hmm. like everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Is there any, like, like you're on with the three P's you're on, like, so we can, like maybe class them as like principles in a sense? Pretty much, yeah. There's eight of them in a pyramid, yeah. but um, I've kind of come up with them recently and I'm like you with the million mm. whiteboards. So I kind of forget maybe one or two of them in my head at the minute. Ah, of course, yeah. I'm kind of on a podcast well, here. You know, to, you know, to say the 20 year old Tim and Aaron, mm-hmm. like obviously mistakes are, like you have to make mistakes, like they're unavoid- unavoidable. Yep. Um, but is there is there anything that if you're talking to him now, like what be would be the one to, one or two things that he should start working on now? Obviously, like let's say take away the training because obviously you're training with like six years at that stage. Um, I don't know because if I change something back then to now, I'd be a different person mm. when I am now. And I'm quite happy with who I am, which is a it's a nice thing to be able to say actually. I'm quite yeah, I'm quite happy with who I am as a as a man. You know, um obviously I'm not perfect and I'm always working on myself and I fuck up probably every day because I'm a guy and that's what we do. We're pros at that. But if I didn't make the mistakes I made through the course of my twenties, which I think your twenties is for, like I said before the podcast, fuck around and find out. Mm. that's what your 20s is for. Fuck around and find out. See what works, see what doesn't. If I didn't do that, if I always tried to get it perfect, I wouldn't be where I'm at now and I wouldn't change anything about who I am or where I'm at right now. You know, there's probably a few decisions I made in the past where um, maybe I'll be a wee bit further on now, but I don't care because I can't change it. Yeah, I like so that, So if I can't change it, it's just, right, it is what it is. It's just... Right, leave it. What I learned from it. All right, don't do that again in the future. No mental note of it or write it down, whatever, and move on. Mm. So, like, you know, I've had, I've worked with a couple of businesses in the past that uh, didn't work out, but not in a bad way, actually, you know, a really good way. It just wasn't for me. I tried it out. I'm glad I tried it and mm. moved on, you know. So it's just a, a live and learn thing. I wouldn't change a thing. And that's one thing I would say to people listening to this is don't. If you want to change who you are, don't change who you were. Don't try and change who you were. Don't like, you know, you are who you are. Try and change the way you're looking at things. You can change your perception. You can't, that's how you would change who you are as such. If you change your perception of things, you can start to change your behaviors. If you change your behaviors, you can start to change your habits. If you change your habits, you can change the outcome. So what I mean by your perception, a good example would be not thinking, why is this happening to me? It's what is this teaching me? Yeah. You know, you're not having, you're not broke. You're having a cash flow problem. Mm. You're not having a shit day. You're having a character building day. You know, so it's perspective. It's how you're looking at it. Now, I don't mean like, don't be like, don't be living in denial with things, obviously. But, you you know, when you have that perception and, you know, when you're, you, like we talked about in the other podcast, you have a moral compass and you'll know if you're fucking up and you'll know if you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing. If you can correct those little small things, because it doesn't take many bad decisions in a row to really wreck your life. Mm. Um, if you do that, 
then you're going to be all right. Like, it's going to be okay. It's not, it's not going to be fatal. Like, you know, probably not. You know, it's, you're going to be all right. Just mm-hmm. everyone's in the same boat. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Grant Cardone, Gary V. I don't listen to those guys, but you know, that t- type, you know, who, yeah, yeah. this hustle grind. I'm like, them dudes are still getting out of bed at 6 or 5 a.m., whatever they're up at. And sometimes they're sitting on the side of the bed and they're just, <sighs> mm. right, let's go. That's it. So I do it. Sometimes I get up out of bed and I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I might just pack this all in and just go get a job. Yeah, man, I have more, I have more days in, of them than I do. Like, let's fucking go. Absolutely. Like, way more, like and 80, this is 20, why, I say at least. Oh, fucking. If not more, like. Exactly. And then, But then you remember your purpose, why yeah. you do things. Why do you want to do things? Who are you helping? Who's depending on you? So this is the thing. So when men don't have that, when men don't have people who rely on them, when they don't have a purpose, they let themselves off the hook and they don't be who they could. It's not toxic to be who they can be. Mm. It's toxic for them not to be who they can be. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then those women are wondering why all men are the same. I'm like, you create, you're create, you pushing the narrative for the very man you don't want them to be. Mm. By saying that, do the fucking math. Let them chase. Let them work. And fucking figure, fuck around and find out. Figure it out. You know... So that's what I think in regards to that. I'm like, you're never going to wake up and be like, you know, the Truman Show. Everything's great. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That's not real. That is, does not exist. You just get up and you know what you have to do when, you know, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Go do what you have to do. If you have to work on the roads, if you have to do 10-hour shifts, night shifts, if your fucking business is in the red and you have to, no one else is relying on you. You can't get a line of credit. You, you got to fucking work. You got to go mm. do it. And I've been that guy. I've got, you know, I want to start every business I have. I've started with zero credit. I've Each business I started financed the next one and the next one, and the next one. And I'm not fucking Gary V, but I'm just, I'm just giving a, a real time example of someone, of a fella who's 31 years old, guessing his way through life. Like everyone is, everyone's winging it. Some mm. are just winging it better than others. And I'm successfully struggling along, like every other man on the planet. Don't care what anyone else says. Jesus thought he had it figured out, and look how he ended up. <laughs> so, <laughs> satire, Christians, sorry. So That's a good analogy, though. Like people understand it regardless if you're religious or not religious. Man, that's just like fucking chill the fuck out. You know, mm. take it in your stride. You don't have to. There's no, what are you chasing? Mm. You know, what are you chasing? And what are you going to do when you get it? Whatever it is. Is it not the pursuit of it? Isn't the process? You know, do you ever have like a shit experience at the time and then you look back and you laugh about it and what it taught you? And They're the best experiences, man. Yeah, absolutely. Always the experience. Absolutely. I, I think what you're talking about there too, like I fall into this the whole time. Like I have to kind of fucking drag myself out of it. Um, like it's just like kind of like young entrepreneur like yourself in a sense. And then you're like... Not even 99 of 100, like 9,999 out of 10,000 of like, there's always one who just fucking smashed it. But that's the one you see on social media. Yeah. But where like, if you talk to a collective generally, like I struggled till I was fucking 38 before I hit a big or this and that or whatever, for example. Yeah. And I think that's where, going back to what we're talking about earlier, where social media can fucking, it's just showing you the 1% to the 1% run and actually showing you what this is actually what it's like for everybody. Yeah. I think like, it's like for me, like I've, like I've dragged myself out of it and I was like, right, no, hang on. 
the process is more important than the actual destination like getting better is more important than actually obtaining the goal or whatever it is you want to get but yeah what you said there like why are you actually chasing like for i changed my perception on things this year and funny enough i had the most growth business-wise work-wise like relationship-wise everything like funny that isn't it weird like <laughs> big time like but like instead of like chasing a thing i'm just chasing being better like you know literally, it, literally like that's all i chase now like okay can i can i get business-wise can I earn a bit more money this month can I get more clients can I make more calls you know little things exactly can I lift can I lift one extra rep in the gym I don't, like I don't focus on long-term goals in the gym it's just like what's I do last week am I tracking it hot yes did I do better yes happy days Brilliant. and it's way better man it's yeah. such better like uh, I'm obsessed with micro goals like there you're seeing my three to five outcomes per week yeah that's just what I'm doing all year it's fucking it's crazy process like, process, oh, process. Just process yeah there's a good saying I actually read it yesterday I can't remember where I seen it I think it was on Instagram there's a there's a page on Instagram by the way for fellas called Ask Men Reddit Ask Men Ask Men Reddit. Reddit it's actually funny as hell yeah. um, so it's like Reddit uh, posts you know like what is the what is your pet peeve in a relationship or there's some funny what is a funny fact that you know but it's all men writing mm. and these are like some of them are fucking hilarious like <laughs> but um, I seen a good it's like what's a quote that changed your life and it's like a stream so like you, you know like a, a feed and one of them was uh I think a lot of people have heard this quote. It's like, yard by yard, it's hard. Inch by inch, it's a cinch. Mm. So like you break it down, you micro goals and everything. Yeah. This is why I love bodybuilding. All right. This is why I loved fighting. Uh, it's just the truth. You can't like, you can't get around it. No, yeah. You can't bend. It doesn't matter. I don't care how many drugs you're taking. Without your, it does not matter. Your genetics, you got to work. You have to do the work. You got to log your sessions. You got to get your meals right. You got to get your sleep. You got to be super patient. You got to do the work. So like you asked me at the start before this podcast, why compete now? I've been living that lifestyle anyway, mm. but timing beats speed with this sort of thing. And I competed once in the past, but it was physique, so I don't count it. All right. So I was like, I don't want to look back in 20 years and regret not doing it. But I actually, if I actually think about it, I've been... I'm in a, like a 24-week prep kind of now, right? It makes no difference to me. I'm mm. doing this anyway. In my head, I've been prepping for this for 12 years because I've been bodybuilding for like 12 years anyway. So to me, it's just another day. I'll do the show and see what happens. And if I get a pro card, cool, right? I don't, I'm not doing it to get a pro card. I'm just doing it so I can kind of take it off. I want to do it to win, but, you know, live up to the best version of myself and just... It's just fulfilling in that way. But I, I kind of look at bodybuilding. It kinda, that's why I'm saying it's an anchor for me. It keeps me grounded. I think everyone should have something that keeps them grounded. So mm. um, if it's a martial art, if it's bodybuilding, if it's some sort of sport, if it's a hobby, yoga or something, you know what I mean? Have something that keeps you grounded, but they all follow the same guiding principles. When I transitioned from kickboxing and fighting into bodybuilding, the principles were the bloody same. Consistent work in the right direction, being disciplined, you know, don't forget the motivation. You don't need that. It's, you're it's going, garbage. There's going to be days when you're motivated. There's going to be days when you're not. Mm. And most of the time, you're 80-20 rule. Most of the time, you're not. So, you know, you got to, you only get back what you put in. So, everything kind of, follow, business follows the same principles. Mm. So do relationships. So do self-development. So I was like, right, this is all pretty, these are like laws of life. So I was like, I just applied it. If it's hard, do it hard. Mm. If it's easy, it, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah. It should probably be hard. You're probably not pushing yourself as much. You know, you can try and get the easy way out in life and shrink. Or you can, you know, push and grow. So it's like with muscle. It's, these are all the, it just follows the same principles I find. So 
let's say if you're trying to like you're following your vision board and trying to if that was easy it's not challenging enough and you're mm. not going to actually live up to your full potential it's the same with training a muscle does four things it, it gets smaller and weaker or it gets bigger and stronger so if you're not getting bigger and stronger you're not training hard enough or mm. you're not recovering well or there's something not right there full stop end of story so that doesn't that's just facts that doesn't involve your feelings i don't care how you feel about it that's just the way it is mm. you gotta you can do better so it's the same with business it's the same relationships if the you know if the relationship is falling apart there's probably something you can do there with communication yeah, yeah. are you, it's not maybe it's not the other partner's fault maybe what are you what are you bringing to the table what are you doing wrong could you be more attentive could you put down your phone in the evening mm. when's the last time you went on a date even on a fucking walk yeah together? do you know what i mean so <clears throat> it's it's that ownership you know, like extreme ownership where you're, you know, Jocko Wilnick talks about this. It's like, there's no bad team. There's no bad teams, just bad leaders. Mm, I like that, man. Big yeah. time. I think any environment where I've been in and I found that it was toxic in a sense, um, or like, because like I consider myself a leader, like yeah. you know, what I do, even before I came kind of who I was, like I was a goalkeeper in sports. So I was always a communicator and like the, the, say the, the tallest in a person. Yeah. So naturally it just kind of happened naturally. Like, yeah. So if I see bad leadership, it fucking wrecks my head. Yeah. And like, if you have good leaders in place, you can make a, a team good or a workplace good or whatever, like, you know, yeah. like the people around you, like, so yeah, yeah, 100% like. And it's a skill, same as confidence. Mm. You can learn it. So what happened, what happened to our ancestors 20,000 years ago when they were poor leaders? They were eaten. Mm. <laughs> Literally like. Or their, their, their village or whatever, their tribe was like killed by another tribe. So... It's something that like, you know, today where people can kind of hide behind not being a leader. I think every single person, man or woman, has the potential to be a leader yeah. because they have to lead themselves. That's the first person they have to lead is themselves. If they develop skills to do that, then they can lead other people. And you don't have to lead thousands of people. You help 10 people. Yeah. So I say to coaches, you know, starting out, what advice do you have? I'm like, get five results. Yeah. Help five people. <clears throat> but get yourself in shape first because you can only take people as far as you've been yourself. Is why I don't get personal trainers who are overweight. Man, it, like it wrecks my head. Like, like I, I, I can't unless somebody is an experience like in the field for a year, like well, 20, that's 30 years. That's but, different. But, but yeah, but like yeah. that's, but that's just like one of a fucking thousand. If even like, yeah, and like, like even for myself in terms of my own physique, like the last kind of like two years, so I'm kind of just right. I'm like since since I moved up here to be honest, actually, yeah. it was the kind of transition. But now because I took myself from a place of kind of being slim to put, putting on a like couple yeah. of pounds of muscle in a year. I'm now doing that the same with lads, yeah. if you get me. Like, I know I'm going to continue doing it and then I'm going to step up the level of results I'm getting. Absolutely. I, but you, you, need to, you need to walk your way there. Yeah. And like when my coaching academy talking about responsibility and just complete ownership, the first thing I get all my academy members to do, uh, do when they first come in is um, I have three pillars for my coaching. Take responsibility, weaponize your mind, and bulletproof your body. And you have to take complete ownership and accountability of your own life. Stop uh, pointing the finger at the people because when you do that, man, you're just you're wasting your life in a sense. Like, yeah, like you're not taking like regard like so something like extremely fucking. I'll do a podcast on it now. Probably next couple of weeks. Extremely like awful happened to me in my personal life the last kind of six weeks. Like. And I just refuse to talk to anyone about it if they're going to be like, oh, you're okay and stuff like that. Because no, like, it's my responsibility to look, to look after it. It's mm -hmm. my, like, I don't need that negative energy. Like, yeah. But because I'm having that mindset, 
I'm dealing with it fucking like Better. my form is nine 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 days out of ten I'm good form yeah because I'm dealing with it that way like but if I like fuck why has this happened to me I said like what is this teaching me like I'd be ha- like the last six eight weeks would be fucking miserable yeah for me. if you kind of you know if you started just drinking to cope with it you know oh, like burying yeah. your head in the sand it would get worse so like Jordan Peterson has an amazing analogy for problems so problems never stay the same they get worse over time so it's like the dragon garden the cave the gold in the cave. I'm like you can kill the dragon when it's young and it's smaller yes or you can leave it so leave the problem so long where when you go to defeat the problem it kills you yeah i like that I like yeah that. a really really good analogy so mm. but it's true it's like it might kill you but i mean in that analogy if it kills you i mean the problem wins yes. so like let's say a relationship let's say you're a man in a relationship and your work 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 you're doing your you know you work whatever or maybe the other side of the coin maybe you're you know Drinking at the weekend when maybe you could spend some time with your girl, all right? That will only go on for so long until she's had enough. Yeah. One or the other, all right? Now, because she loves you, she'll give you some leeway for a while, but you can't take the piss for so long where the problem will get so big where the relationship is not savable. So you got to tackle issues at their stem right away or as quick as you can, or they're going to get worse. Mm. It's just the way, it's just, again... It's like, same thing again with bodybuilding. If I stopped training, right, for a while, it would be all right. Six weeks, I'll lose a bit of strength, a little bit of muscle. If I don't that for a year, oh, man. for me to get back into it again, if I don't that for 10 years, it's, it's, it's going to be so much tougher. to. So the longer you leave something, the worse it gets. It reverse, the principle of reversibility. So, like, yeah, it's, but it follows the same. This is why I love, like, not just bodybuilding, but any sort of sport or, like, self-development with your body mm. with training because those principles are applicable to everything and they're they're measurable because if you can measure them you can manage them but you can't manage them until you understand them so same with your nutrition see you, you can measure relationships not numerically but qualitatively you know how you know in terms of how you're feeling in terms of your happiness or in terms of your like how challenging the relationship is, you know, you can measure it. You can measure your business. You can measure your fulfillment in life. It doesn't have to be numerically. It can be qualitatively. You can do that. But you can't measure it until you can actually manage what, you actually know what to measure. And then you can understand understand why you're measuring those things. You know, so let's take life in general, like purpose, like, like your purpose, you know, fulfillment. Happiness is a very loose one because happiness is usually hindsight. I don't get it. Yeah, I think joy should be a better word. Yeah, joy is probably a better yeah. word. Um, you know, challenge is a massive thing. Comfort, you know, or discomfort. I don't know which one you want to use there, but, mm. but you know, you can measure those things where you're kind of at and get an idea in your head and you can audit yourself in a way. You know, it's a, it's a fucking, it's a useful thing to do. Like people don't, do it because it's actually very simple. Mm. All it takes you to take out a pen and notebook and start doing a brain dump and writing stuff down, you know, journal, whatever it is you want to do, you know, that's why I like training because it's just, I find like after I train, I feel amazing and the endorphins and everything, but I get a lot of clarity, mental clarity. And after I train in the evening, I'm a, I can't train in the mornings. Um, I just, well, it's not that I can't. I just don't like it. I refuse to. I'm the opposite of that, man. Nah, <laughs> it could be opposite. I need to be filled with food and carbs and just huge. Get a pump. I just can't train in the mornings. But, but uh, I have my own routine as such. But yeah, yeah. like, it gives me mental clarity and then I can tackle things. And I, 
I'm a bit of a night owl like that. Mm. I love working in the evening when like everyone's sleeping and it's quiet and it's dark and I just get things done. You know, the mornings I, it's kind of my recreation time in the mornings, which I like. And then I'm lucky I get to decide to do that, yeah. dictate that. Some <clears throat> some people don't. Um, most people don't probably, but like you just got to work with what you have, I suppose. Um, so yeah, like that's why I love training. It gives me that clarity. And mm. it's not just, I don't train to just, how I look's a, a byproduct. I'm more focused on how I feel and how I perform. Um, when I'm talking about perform, I'm talking about how you perform outside the gym as well. Your competence in work, your confidence socially, your clarity with life in general, what direction you're taking yourself. Because when you start to look after your body, your mind follows and then you'll start to figure things out. You'll start to have, like you were saying earlier, you know, uh, it's it's magical, isn't it? When you like don't drink much alcohol, when you look after your body with nutrition, when you train hard, that life starts going your way. Mm. And when life doesn't start going your way, you're able to actually deal with it, which is more important. So it's like, you're better to be a, it's like that quote, um, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. You know, you want to have the tools to be able to, to handle what life throws at you. You don't want to be useless. You know, you don't want to be like timid, like you said, or harmless. Harmless isn't good. You know, so like Jordan Peterson talks about this. I think, I think it's kind of, it's been bastardized a lot, the quote, you know, by like, uh, you know, like a lot of things, you see a lot of reels on Instagram with it, you know, it's like a, a harmless man isn't a good man. A dangerous man who keeps them in control is a, yeah. a good man, which is a great quote, but I think it has been bastardized a lot recently with like, mm. you know, like you see it on it, you use so much everywhere now. But I think people take it out of context, but what he means is, you know, I have the physical capabilities to, you know, do some terrible things mm. to people, right? And a lot of people have that. A lot of people don't realize what they have deep down. They can do some fucking evil shit. They choose not to do that. And by choosing not to pursue that, that's a good thing. Mm. That's better than being harmless. It's better to do that and not have the capability to do that because other people will take advantage of you. Because there are people out there that will go down that yeah. route. And if you're harmless, you can't defend yourself. So I think it's important to, you know, be physically capable, be mentally capable of those things. Because you won't, you'd be conscious of it, you'll not do it. But you're able to protect yourself again. You can't protect yourself against something you don't know about. It's true. Mm. You know, so you, like, that's why self-defense is, you got to know how to fight. I think everyone should know how to fight or at least defend themselves or do some form of martial arts. If it's BJJ, if it's boxing, kickboxing, I don't care. Know how to like at least grapple someone. Mm. At least know how to tackle someone to the ground. At least know how to punch right or throw a kick. Like know something. Or hang around people you know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Either are. You know, Average of four people surround yourself. Uh, you just hang around with four badass motherfuckers yeah. and you can be the harmless one in the middle. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a bit of a long one there, but that's kind of my take on that. So. And something that, like you said earlier on, you know, like it was 10 years in the making, in a sense, this um, bodybuilder show, like, you know, yeah. you've been training for 10 plus years, basically. Yeah. Like, and since I moved up here, like my goal isn't necessary bodybuilding. It's just to be better than who I was. And then putting on, like putting on the muscle I did in the last year or so was just a byproduct of me yeah. being better myself. Yeah. But prior to that, um, I wouldn't, now in my environment did play a vital role 
being at home and too comfortable to being up here and have to fend for myself was a, a big aspect to it. Like, but how do, like so how does somebody become patient? Okay, like especially because losing obviously we're personal trainers losing weight you can see it fairly quickly. If somebody is skinny and they put on muscle, okay, I was so impatient with it and I was like yo-yoing in a sense. How does somebody become patient and how does somebody deal with no better? So there's two different ones. So patience and no, because you mentioned no earlier on. As in the word no, N-O? Yes. Okay, right. The patience thing first, patience is a skill. Mm. So these are all skills we're talking about. Mm. We talked about confidence earlier. Um, we talked about something else I can't remember off the top of my head now because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> you know, um, and now we're talking about patience. So patience is a skill and skills develop. If you want to learn how to develop patience, do things that require patience. That's it. If you do things that require patience and you don't give up with those things, you'll develop patience and then you'll be able to carry that over into other things. Like read. Like it's a simple thing. Read. You can't like you can't read most books in a day. You know, read a few pages a day. Over time, you'll complete the book. Train, work out. Just work out for the joy of working out. And be patient, you know, have some goals and accept the fact that it's going to take a while. You can't undo 10 years of a shitty lifestyle in 10 weeks. You can't, you know, unless you're a genetic freak that you make like 0.01% of people are. So for most of you listening to this, tough shit, be patient. You have no choice but to be patient, really. It's, mm. a, it's a skill that you develop, but a lot of it just comes from accepting the fact that you just got to suck it up and get out, you know. Get yeah, to, I think just get on with it. Yeah. And no, uh, that's a skill, learn how to say no, I think people should say no 80% of the time with things, probably. Oh, no, I mean, well, we can, we can talk about that actually right. after that. But no, I mean, um, people hearing the word no, so rejection. Oh, failure. rejection. Yeah, All right. Rejection, no. So if someone says no to me. Yes. Oh, I just kick the head of them. So <laughs> no. Um, so it's like, it's like not having that sense of entitlement. Like, you know, yeah, I don't really have an answer for that because I think it's just a sense of entitlement, isn't it? That mm. n nobody owes you anything, you know? Um, yeah, like nobody owes you anything. You just have to, if someone says no to you, you can ask them why or is there another time that suits or what? It depends on the situation, doesn't it? Um, so like if it's like if you ask someone a favor and they say no, like don't take it personally. You can ask them why if you want, but you're probably not going to get a good answer. You just no. got to accept it and move on. Like, if you ask a girl out and she says no, just leave. Like, no means no. Fucking leave her alone. Fuck off, mate. Leave her alone. You know, move on. Give your ego a kick in the balls. You know, mm. leave it. You know, or or the other version of no. There's many versions of no. So, like, I'll let you know. <laughs> That's my favorite one. That's a no. So, like, Seals called you. heard this in Seals oh, before. Jesus. I'll let you know. Ah, oh, you fucking will let me know, you bastard. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let you know. Ah, right, okay. So like the, the analogy I use for that, if you're out and, cause dating is like sales. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like if you're out at a club or a pub and you ask a girl, do you want to, do you want a drink? Or, you know, can I have your number? Oh, I'll let you know. What? What do you mean you let me know? It's like, is it a yes or a no? You know, it's, <laughs> it's just a nice way of saying no. So, you know, there's different ways people can say, can say no and you just got to be aware of them. And 80% of it, like that 80, 20 rule follows a lot of things. 80% of it is not even what they say. It's how they act. You know, it's body language or even their actions. So, yeah, I think just a lot of it just comes from a sense of entitlement, mm. you know. Uh, 
And then that comes down to values and where you kind of find yourself and, you know, how big your ego is and keeping it in check. And everyone, I think people are very anti-ego. Ego is important. You need some form of ego because you can't have self-worth without a bit of an ego, but you can't let it overtake. You can't let it like expand with it. You have to keep it within its confines. You can't let it like grow out and start to like mess with your reality. That's what what happens to people and they become like, they live in those echo chambers or... They become like a self-fulfilling prophecy or they just surround themselves with yes men. They're all examples of ego kind of manifesting itself into like their actual reality, you know. Um, you'll see this a lot with like, I'll give you an example. Um, I can't think of an example. Like any celebrity probably. Mm. You know, I don't know. Maybe it happened to Kanye West. I don't know. Maybe there's ego. There do definitely has a big ego, but maybe that's a part of it. Maybe he just gets so outspoken after a while and, uh, that's probably an example. A great example, actually, is um, the Gen or the Millennial Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Mm. They were never told no as kids. They had participation medals. That's oh, the man. fucking best example. Yeah. They were never told no. They never had to deal with rejection. And now they're all older, and mummy and daddy can't help them get a job yeah. because they're fucked, the, man. Yeah, because Honestly. people are. They don't care about uh, participation in business. You're there, uh, on. You know when you go get a job and. Uh, going the career ladder, the best people get the job. The best people suited for the job get the job. <clears throat> so you'll see a lot of like, I'm dead against the quality of outcome. So see, giving people jobs based on not how fit they are for purpose. Oh yeah, like, like on gender or race and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a tar- like oh. America done that. Mm. And look, look what's going on in America. It's fucked. All right. So you give people the job. It's a quality of opportunity. So the people best suited for that job. The most skilled, the most competent, give those people that job. But the problem we had when they were younger, they were getting like eighth place medals. I'm like, good luck in life mm. when you get told you're not good enough when you're 21 years old, when you leave university or whatever age, and your whole world comes crashing down because it's not what you thought it was. That's going to be a, a wake up call for a, a yeah. lot of people. I'm glad I never kind of grew up like that. And, you know, it was like, if you weren't first, maybe you're like, if you get if you got a second or third place medal, I was pissed. I was mm. like, oh, "Fuck, that motherfucker beat me!" <laughs> you know, even though I was like ten year, eleven years old, and with most stuff, I was never the best at it, but always wanted to be. Mm. You know, you always strive for it. You know, so that's a healthy thing. No, hundred percent. You know, the the whole participation thing doesn't work because yeah. when the guy walks in or the girl walks into the room who is not there to participate, they're there to fucking win. They're gonna crush you, like literally crush you. They're gonna walk all over you. And that's, I mean, that participation thing is another version of like being harmless. You know, the, the person who's competitive is dangerous, but they choose to be competitive in an ethical way. Yeah. That's a choice. So when, yeah, so that's another, that's a, that's a really good example of not dealing with the word no. It's even worse when they have no choice but to deal with it because they're, they, they realize that they're not good enough at certain things. I would, I, I would hate to be in that position because... Fuck that. Like, give you an example. When I go to compete in May, like, it doesn't matter how hard I've worked or whatever, there could be a dude that shows up on the day who's just on another level and I have to accept that and that's cool mm. because I am not competing against anyone else. I'm competing right now. Show day is like a beauty pageant. You are showing off your hard work that you're doing right now. So I win now. This is when I win. It's like growing a business. You win now. So if you focus on now on the process of doing your emails, doing your calls, doing what you need to do, you win now. 
for later, like later on, like, oh, it's good. Well done. Congratulations. I'm like, I will, you know, it's not now. It was the last 20 years of doing what I had to do that got me here. It's not today. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's, that's how I kind of like look at things. And then that kind of like puts your ego to the side as well. It's just, it's just, it's just acceptance. And then, Mm. yeah, that's a good way to deal with rejection too. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Um, for me, in terms of ego, like for me, actually, funny enough, man, actually, uh, um, when I first moved up here, you were kind of, you know, like you get like a little spark with tra- training with people. Yeah. Or whatever. Remember, I was only up here a couple of weeks. Remember, we went to Dungiven. Dungiven, the training yeah. stuff for that. Yeah. And I was only kind of like taking, say, gym seriously because I was playing sport for so long. It was, it was, I was still a client with yours, I think. Yeah. Um, so it was like a year into it. But, I remember when I trained with you and I was like, all right, this is like another level of training in terms of this, like, if you get me, like, because when I was playing football and stuff like that, um, I was always looking to like, right, how can I level up and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. But in terms of the gym, I wasn't as much. And I, and then I was like, ah, right, I've been training like a fucking a wimp. I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize it, if you get me, like. Yeah. And then that kind of gave me sparkles. Now, you know what? Like for me, I'm super competitive with myself. But then and there, then I was like, right, if we ever train together, I'm going to make sure, obviously, you, you will still be stronger than me, but I'm not making sure that I'm not being, like, just a dramatic difference. Left in the dust. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was yeah. like, right, I'm going to work on that now. And what, and then what I do now is, you know, you obviously know Seamus. We, he, like, Seamus is still a strong bastard, like. Yeah. And we train once or twice a week. But in my head, I'm like, right, I'm going to catch him. I'm going to catch him. But it's really good for my ego because I'm training with somebody who's far stronger than me. Yeah. I'm not far, far, but you know, he's a lot stronger than me. But I know, he's a, just a little level yeah, he's, ahead. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's a few levels ahead. And I find that too, if I was training by myself and the last year I was like, yeah, fucking hell, this is going really good. But I was like, right, I need to level up now. And then I was talking to Seamus, we had a conversation. He goes, why don't we train together like once or twice a week? I was like, yeah. oh, that sounds awesome. And it was so good for my ego. I was like, ah, I feel like I'm a beginner again. Yeah. You know, like where I'm not obviously, but I'm a beginner in this level where I'm trying to go towards. I think yeah. that's fantastic for ego as well. Like. Absolutely. Um, so you want to surround yourself with plus minus equals. People who <clears throat> yeah. are better, people who are not on your level, slightly below your level. Number one, you help them get to your level and beyond. And it also makes you realize that you're fucking doing good. You gotta, mm. you got that. and then equals like people on the same level you, as you as well absolutely um, you know I tend to not go to too many other gyms when I train I just like the the the, the, the routine I'm in and things like yeah, that yeah of course but I have no problem like uh, most people wouldn't do it but like if they message me can we train together sometime given that I know that they're at it couldn't be a beginner obviously of course yeah but like say if another coach or whatever wanted to train or they're another bodybuilder I'm like absolutely mm. let's go let's push each other and it's in a camaraderie way isn't it it's not as in a motherfucker bench you know too much more yeah, more yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's in a it's, it pushes you on and mm. it's absolutely I think it's a it's a healthy thing to have and a healthy thing to do and um, yeah it's I'm all for that like I think it's a it's good fun it's just fun mm. competition's fun I don't get the the issue that people have with it, it's like yeah, man, like we're like we're, like we're naturally like that. Absolutely, like you know, like is it, it has to be in, in our DNA. Like we're goal oriented. Like we've conquered the planet. Like you know, yeah. you know, like we're we obviously like competition. You cannot tell me that you don't like winning, beating people, or winning. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about beating people. It's about winning. That's yeah, a different yeah, yeah. mindset. It's like th- these are two different concepts: not losing and winning. 
See, when people go into something where like, I don't want to lose, they're going to fucking lose. Yeah. If they go in with it, I'm going to win. They're more likely to win. They're two different things. Trying not to lose and winning are two different. Even though it might come out as the same outcome sometimes, they're not the same thing. So I think it's really healthy. Like, like Call of Duty, when you finish top of the leaderboard, you're like, fuck you, motherfuckers. You know, it's like a good feeling, but it's a bit of camaraderie as well. It's good fun, you know, because it's just a game mm. as such. But it's a good, games are just kind of like, you know, mock-ups of reality as such. Yeah, of course. And so um, it's follow the same principles. So competition is nothing but healthy. Now, you'll find it gets too much when it starts to negatively affect, and if it negatively affects other people or it negatively affects you, then it's not a good thing. Um Probably the most extreme example of like a winner would be like Michael Jordan. Probably if you ever watched that, uh, have you watched that Netflix documentary with Michael no, Jordan? No, I've been told by loads of people. Watch I it. need to watch it. Yeah. That man did not. He want to beat you at everything, like and I, it like he would like you know playing golf and he would put like crazy bets on with people and he would like before I think before one of the finals or something he was playing. Uh, what do you call the game when you're like flipping the coin towards the wall and the closest to the wall? Oh, uh, I know the way around, but dog. Man, he was playing the caretaker like five minutes before the NBA final or something. <laughs> and he was like, he wanted to beat him. Like, you know, he Jesus. wants to beat him and everything and he would fall out with you if you didn't beat him and stuff. So, you know, that's, but that takes it like, I think that type of person is like 1% person. That's like a 1% person. Oh, uh, like I think that's 1% of 1%. Yeah, absolutely. So, because he's the GOAT, like, you know, in terms mm. of basketball, but like you don't have to be like that. That's just an extreme example. Yeah, yeah. But you gotta be, if you're just competitive with yourself, yes. But you cannot live in your own bubble because you also have to be competitive with other people because it gives you an orientation. It gives you a... Where you can go. Uh, it gives you a reference point of where you're at in life. Like, Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if you only lived in your own bubble and uh, yeah, you got to do things at your own pace. But like I said, if you're the, if the oldest person at the party, it's probably time to go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would hate to be the, you know, 40-year-old dude, 4 a.m. at a house party. Yeah, Everyone's, not good, man. Everyone like... Do it, taking whatever, doing whatever. I'm like, you got to go home. I'm like, mm. bro, go start a family. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, that sounds very harsh, but... Oh, man, people need to hear that. Like, but it's true. There's no it's such true. thing as tough love anymore, unfortunately. Like. Yeah, do that shit in your 20s. Have a bit of fun. Mm. Fuck around and find out, like I said. But it gets to the point, I think, when you hit 30, you've kind of decided what direction you want to go in life yeah. and you go pursue it. Then in 40, your 40s, you start making serious money. 50s probably as well. And then, like, probably 50s onwards, you kind of start to... Still, obviously, work, and by that point, you'll have developed like a career, and mm. then you can start to enjoy. Like, you know, your kids are older, and maybe you're having grandkids, and so you can start to enjoy life a bit more. And that's why health and fitness is important because you want to be around for that. Oh, 100%. Man. You know, like I get asked this last week on Instagram, I do them interactive questions, and like, what are you going to do after bodybuilding? And I'm like, I can reinvent myself at any time. I'm, I am not bodybuilding. Do you know what I mean? It's just something I do right now, it's not who I am. And I think people need to re like remember that with anything they do, that's not their identity. Mm. Never tie yourself to one thing. So when when I kind of finish up the bodybuilding, I'll always weight train. Yeah. Absolutely. I think everyone should be. But like the training style will change slightly. The goals will change slightly. But I want to go back to like martial arts, but I don't want to go back to striking just because I'll be a, a bit older. And mm. I want to I wanna go. I've done BJJ for a while just before lockdowns hit. And I fucking loved it. It was amazing. And I want to go do that. So but you can always reinvent yourself at any time. But, but like the reason I want to do it, I want to be able to move well. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, be, I'll, I'll never lose that base strength I have now, but I'll be strong, but I want to move well. I want to be fit. 
in different ways. I want to be, you know, by that time, maybe I have kids and, you know, I want to be able to like move well and be fit and healthy. I want to get a black belt, have a pursuit in that. Yeah. And that, um, what's the word, vocation, you know, so, so, and then if I'm moving well, looking after myself when I'm older, it's going to pay dividends, mm. you know, so uh, I think it's massively important. You can't do anything if you're, if you're not fit and healthy. No, fuck man, big you know time, what? big time. Um, Aaron, we'll be talking an hour and six minutes now. Fuck, I went quick, man. Yeah, I've been in very quick. <laughs> um, before we finish up, bud, this has been fucking very insightful and deep conversation. Um, is there anything else that you want to kind of finish up on? Or even with, I know, obviously, you were a coach of mine. Like, do you want to kind of like give a bit of a like, rundown of what you're kind of doing coaching-wise, life-wise at the minute? Like, uh, So, yeah, in regards to, just in regards to my coaching, I like adding value to other people. My personal life is not that exciting. For anyone else, just myself, it he is. He has a dog. Oh, the he, dog's cool. Yeah, Shelly's cool. That's, yeah. like, that's, a, like, that's, a, that's a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I'm an online and in-person coach. Uh, train men to help them look, feel, and perform at their very best in and out of the gym. Uh, that's online-based and in-person. You can follow me on Instagram at thatguyaon. Just follow me on my personal one and then you'll see like my other bit. I have a coffee company and then I have the coaching and I'll have the clothing in April time, hopefully. Um, you can just see those other business links in my Instagram uh, bio as such. You can kind of follow me from there. But I post a lot in regards to, it's not really in terms of bodybuilding. It's more in terms of actually like things that the audience can apply with their training, mm. you know? So it's not, because I want to I wanna take, I want to add value and help people get to where Start where they're at now to where they want to be. It's not about me posting, oh, look at me. It's not, I don't really do that too much, you know, just the odd physique check in. But no, just give me a follow on Instagram, that guy AON, that guy AON. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you just DM me any questions you have, I'm more than happy to help you. And uh, you can kind of just uh, navigate my other businesses probably from there. So awesome, Iron Man. It's been an absolute pleasure. This has been a really good conversation, man. It's fantastic to have you in the conversation or have you on the podcast. Uh, folks, before uh, I end the podcast, as always, um, I'm doing this for five years. If nothing comes of it, I'll pack it in. And it's an episode per week. But the more people who listen, the more people who engage, and that will allow the podcast to grow and develop. So if you have, if you got an, like, an insight into this, if you got a takeaway from this where you feel it's after improving your life, even, in, even marginally, Share it on your social media, tag myself and Aaron in it, drop us a DM to have a conversation with us about it. Because the more people who are doing that, it's going to allow the podcast to grow. And if you found a part in it, you can send it on to a friend as well. And before I finish up, be the legend who rates a 5 out of 5. All right, it's not enough of you. We need more 5 out of 5s. Only if you think it's worth 5 out of 5. If you don't think, don't rate it because I don't want any anything below. <laughs> and don't be a hoe, share the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That's a good way to finish off. <laughs> All right, folks, I'll talk to you later on. Good luck. <laughs>